You're listening to Brave Girls Club. I'm Lindsay. I'm Kelly. And I'm Krista. And, and this, this is, is a, a podcast. Oh, oh shit. A pandemic. No, you're right. Pandemic's right. Um, uh, what a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> That's my opinion on the whole deal. Yeah. But... Um, the good news is we all have time to do this again. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, check it out. Here we are. No job, no prob. Out here doing the damn thing because it's the only fucking thing to do. <laughs> yes. On. Um, should it, we update people on ye- just normal things? Probably. Sure. Yeah. Okay. When Who was wants our, to go first? When was our last episode, first of all? It came uh, out on Christmas, I think. Okay. So, what's happened since Christmas to us? To us? Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I was working, and then I wasn't working, and I was supposed to go to Texas, and then I didn't go to Texas. Um, I bought a bunch of outfits for Texas. Mm. Now you get to wear them out. Never home. got to wear them to Texas, which I'm bummed about. Are and, you, you know, didn't get old? to see my family or whatever, but the outfits is what I'm really bummed about. But well, you are, still are, have are you the still allowed to wear them in California? No, Texas only. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that is a bummer. Do they all so. say, like, fuck California, Texas forever? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's... I didn't know they made those shirts. They do, and I have a bunch of them. So and they're they're illegal here, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you gotta hide them. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I've been watching stuff. Yeah, I've been watching a hell of stuff. I wanted to talk about kind of unless you guys wanted to go first. No, what you been watching? Um, I have been watching the Cursed Films series on Shudder, which is new. Um, they only have three episodes out so far. Oh, is that Um, the docu-series? Yes. Okay, cool, yeah. Um, so, so far they've done The Exorcist, um, they've done The Omen and Poltergeist, Mm -hmm. and they're pretty good. Um... I like them. Some the the Omen one was kind of boring, but um, the Poltergeist one was definitely the best. But it threw threw it back to old Brave Girls times when I covered um, The Exorcist, and then Kyle and I watched The Exorcist, and it was actually his first time ever seeing it. What? He'd never watched really? It before. How do you but get away like, with that? Amazing. You know, like The Exorcist is one of those movies where like you just know what happens. Yeah, it's been That's like true. parodied so much. So yeah, so like you just like it's like one of those movies that like you feel like you've watched even though you've never watched it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it just got added to Shutter, and we were like. We should watch it. And I forgot, because even when I did the um, episode on Exorcist, I've seen it so many times that I just felt like I didn't need to watch it again to do, Mm. like, the research for the thing. So I hadn't watched it, like, the whole thing from beginning to end in a really long time. And we watched it together, and it still is so scary. Yeah. Like, the makeup is silly, because I was like, this isn't going to scare me because the makeup is so silly now. 
It's and not. It, but it looks incredible. But it's not when you're watching it. It's weird. I feel like when you see just like a photo of it, like in a meme or something, it's like, oh, haha, like whatever. But when you're watching the movie, it feels very real. Yeah. And like and, um, Max von Sydow, I didn't know that that was old age makeup until years and years after I saw The Exorcist and saw him again. And he's yeah. just somehow the same age as he yeah. was in the 70s. Yeah, I know. I was like, it's what crazy. the fuck? It it's looks crazy. incredible. It, and it holds up today. It, it does. Looks great. The whole story is really scary. The like the perf- obviously the performances are really great, but it was fun mm-hmm. watching like the cursed films. Um episode about it and then watching the movie afterwards because then you're just like looking at all the different stuff that they talked about in the series and stuff like that or in that episode of the series Mm -hmm. so it was neat i would recommend cursed films on shutter i'll definitely watch it yeah are they gonna release more gradually or is it just like it's like week to week oh okay Mm -hmm. good to know yeah so you guys should watch it i just got shutter this week so it's on my watch list so i love Charles fave yeah we love it we go through it all the time and there's I gonna watched, be a new um, go ahead i watched castle freak on shutter have you ever seen that <laughs> no i haven't <laughs> it's uh the same guy who directed like reanimator and from beyond and dolls mm. and it was didn't incredible. he just pass away yeah i watched it the night that he died oh okay um I don't want to give away too much, but there is a castle freak, Ooh. and he is naked almost the entire time, and he Hell has yeah. balls and no penis, and it's one of the most jarring images what? to see this, like, creature man running around a castle, and he's got just these big old angly balls and, and no penis. <laughs> no beepus. <laughs> no beepus. Jesus Christ. It's interesting. Wow, I love that. Amazing. We're going to have to watch that. Maybe we'll watch that one tonight. Um, it's fun. <laughs> we watched that. Uh, another throwback we watched on Shudder is now one of my favorites. I remember watching it like a long time ago, but re-watching it again, I was like, this movie is the best, and it's Ginger Snaps. I've never seen that. That's the vampire, or not vampire, werewolf one, Werewolf, right? yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's... I. I think I saw it, like, sort of in middle school, but I don't really remember it. It's just, like, my teenage dream movie. Like, it's just, like, the perfect combination. It's, um, obviously, I never, like, knew this, but obviously, um, uh, Jennifer's body was very influenced by that movie. Because mm. after watching it, like, well, while I was watching it, I've seen Jennifer's body, like, a trillion times because I love that movie. And when I, while I was watching ginger snaps i was like wow a lot of this they like jennifer's body took a lot um from this movie and both are directed by ladies so oh nice would uh ginger snaps be a good double feature with the craft because i'd like to watch both of those yes absolutely yeah it it made me want to watch the craft okay perfect yeah maybe i'll do that yeah afterwards what else am i gonna do i want to watch the craft i haven't watched that one in a long time either is that what you're gonna do tonight is watch the craft kelly maybe so i've never seen it so if you watch it tonight then i will too <gasps> maybe i don't think it's streaming on anything though because it's um, on netflix or is it really yeah, yeah i think it's on netflix oh dang cool i have netflix i'm like about to finish season two of the sinner have you guys seen that Mm-mm, which one's that one 
It's the one, season one has Jessica Biel. Um, I don't know. My assessment is it's okay. It's pretty good. <laughs> I wanted to watch something with crime, and it is fine. Okay. I'm, I'm running out of stuff You heard to watch. it here first, y'all. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I watched all of Barry, and I loved it. Have you guys seen Barry? Uh, yeah, Kyle and I That's watched the first season. Bill Hader? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I hottie, haven't. Uh, hottie alert. Bill Hader. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. He's crazy hot in Barry. Yes, he is. <laughs> the hottest he's hot. ever been. The yeah, absolutely. Ever. I think you'll like it, Krista. <laughs> I'll put that one on my list, too. I'm just re-watching all of the shows, like the HBO and, like, Showtime shows that, that I watched when I was in high school. Like, like uh, the United States of Terra. <laughs> I'm oh, re-watching that right now. I love that show so much. It is much. still good. Oh, like, of course it is. Yeah. It's still good. I wish it went on for longer. Those are one of those shows where I'm really like, oh, like, I wish there was, like, another season of this. Every time it ends, I'm like, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. How? How was that? I'm it? only on season two right now, but I'm gonna be sad when it's over. What is there? Three seasons or four seasons? I don't remember. I think it's three. No, it yeah. is three. Yeah. <sighs> Damn. And what was the other one? Um, what was the other one that I was watching? Oh, I'm gonna watch uh, Shameless after this. Mm. Mm. That's a long one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's got a lot but, of seasons. But I've that's never, okay to stop early, in my I never opinion. finished it. I only watched, like, the first two seasons, so... I also re- want to rewatch Weeds, which I, I liked when I've it was out. never Weeds. I used to watch it with my family, <laughs> but um, I'm going to see if that one still holds up. Hmm. Shameless, every once in a while, I'll pick that one up again where I left off. Because it's just, like, just always just random bullshit true you can pick up the story pretty quickly so it's one of those like sick day shows for me where i Mm -hmm. like can be doing other things in the background or like just sleeping in and out of sleep (laughs) i feel like shameless would make me feel worse if i were sick because everyone's so sweaty and disgusting everyone's dirty and they're so poor and they're stressed out (laughs) it's not a comfort show for me that would like trigger my anxiety for some reason i don't know why that's interesting. Yeah. That's anyway, how I felt about uh, that movie Under the Silver Lake. Did you guys mm, see that one? I never saw it. I that. fell asleep, but yes, I watched some of it. Ky- that was in Kyle's top ten favorite movies of the decade. The wow. whole time, like, basically the movie's about this dude that ha- is, like, racing against, like, his rent being due for something. And like the whole time I couldn't focus on anything else because I was so worried because his rent was due in like three days. <laughs> and like, he was just like, not worried about it. And so that I was worried stuff about it. That kind of stresses me out. I hate like when characters and things are having financial troubles. I mm. it's almost awful. had like a freak out during Uncut Gems. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Shit. Like just stop it, dude, just stop it. I loved that Please. movie though. Yeah, it's so good so good have you guys seen any other horror movies uh Uh, kyle and i watched i mean it's not really a horror movie kind of i guess we watched um uh phantom of the paradise classic oh yeah i saw your uh instagram story we watched that one about once a year i'd say 
You guys should watch The Apple. Have you seen that? No. Mm-hmm. My 100% A-plus recommendation, The Apple. It's a musical. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Cool. Um, we also watched Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, yeah. I have. I actually um, have to delete that off my Dropbox so that we can upload these files when we're done recording. Okay. How did you? What did you think of it? I loved it. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. I had seen it on um, Red Letter Media's Best of the Worst mm. before. And I don't remember if it won Best of the Worst, but I'm sure they enjoyed Krista, it. Krista, did you watch it? I was sleeping. Oh. <laughs> I fell asleep like 20 minutes before we were supposed to start it, and I didn't wake up till like an hour afterwards. <laughs> you ass. I was wondering I where you were. I'm sorry. I'll have to rewatch used, it. Um, what did we use to watch that? Watch, watch together. together. Watch together. Yeah. It sucks. Well, so Kyle and his friends did like a similar thing, but they could see each other and talk to each other. So, do you know what it's called? Something Seven. Oh, I don't know that right one. Now. I can't think of it right now. It's like seven we should use that one something. next time. But I think it because Kyle was like, "Oh, you guys should use this so you can see each other and talk to each other." And I was like, "No, it's not going to make a difference." But I think it would make a difference if we could it all would. like see and talk to each other instead of just like typing and chatting, which was fun too. But we tried to set up like a video sort of thing. Me and Lucy, we tried cast with a with a K, but we couldn't get it to work. Like we couldn't mm-hmm. get the audio to work. We could see each other and like mm-hmm. see each other's screens, so mm-hmm. that only one person would have to have the media, but. Mm. We couldn't get it to work, right? Yeah. Mm. I mean, there were definitely, like, weird, like, funks to the thing that Kyle was using with his friends. But, I mean, for the most part, it looked like it worked okay. I'm down to try it. I got tons. I want to do a movie night for my birthday. I want to watch Mystics in Bali. Which one? Mystics in Bali. Which one is that one? Did you tell us about that one already? Yeah. I've okay. mentioned it, but don't look it up. It's going to okay. be a surprise. Gotcha. I haven't seen it yet. I've only seen, like, clips from it, but it looks amazing. Yeah, we cool. could do that. That yeah. would be fun. Um, Should we get started? Yeah. yeah We're already 15 minutes in. Let's hop right into Do you guys the... mind if I go first? No. No, go first. Not at all. Just because I feel like the talking of shows and things that we've been watching kind mm-hmm. of goes with my story. So another thing that Kyle and I randomly started watching, I don't know why he chose it, um, but it was um, or is a documentary series that just got added to Hulu um, called Abandoned. And it's a Vice mm-hmm. documentary, which I know Vice documentaries are kind of like, Bleh. but it, it's not too <laughs> vicey. It's not too like vicey, but, um, I really liked it. Um, and it's just about this guy that goes to different abandoned places around. Um, but it's not like spooky or meant to be spooky or anything like that. He just like talks about, um, you know, what happened there and why it's now abandoned and like kind of like the history behind the place and what's going on there now and what the community is doing about it and blah, 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 blah. So it's cool. They did like, you know, places like Detroit and um, 
That's not abandoned. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, whole like ass city. No, no, I know what you I mean. mean. Like, there's the a lot of, of abandoned where buildings. there's like abandoned places in it within it. <laughs> um, and my favorite. Oh, they also did um, like the Salton Sea. Oh, cool. And stuff. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but my favorite episode. And something that I've always been kind of interested in um, was the Route 66 episode. Ooh. Um, so I, like, wanted to watch that one first. But, like, we had to go through all the other ones before we got to that one. Um, but I, for some reason, I've always been interested in Route 66. Uh, we used to, well, I used to live, you guys live right next to Route 66. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes um, right through us. goes right through you. And there's, like, that little part of town that I like to go to in Oro Grande, where Mm -hmm. they have, like, all the little shops and stuff. Um, So I'm just going to talk a little bit about Route 66 and some apparent hauntings on (gasps) Route 66. So I'm just going to tell some ghost stories, pretty much. Yes. Love it. Okay. Do it. Okay. Let's go for it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So first, I'm just going to go through some, like, um, very basic history, just in case you don't know. Um, U.S. Route 66, or U.S. Highway 66, also known as the Will Rogers Highway, the Main Street of America, or the Mother Road, was one of the original highways in the U.S. highway system. U.S. 66 was established on November 11th, 1926, with road signs erected in the following year. The highway, which became one of the most famous roads in the United States, originally ran from Chicago, Illinois, through Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona before ending in Santa Monica in Los Angeles County, California, covering almost 2,448 miles. U.S. 66 served as a primary route for those who migrated west, especially during the Dust Bowl of the 1930s, and the road supported the economies of the communities through which it passed. People doing business along the route became prosperous due to the growing popularity of the highway, and those same people later fought to keep the highway alive in the face of growing threat of being bypassed by the new interstate highway system. US 66 underwent many improvements um, over its lifetime, but was officially removed from the United States highway system in 1985, after it had been replaced in its entirely by segments of the interstate highway system. Um, I know, it is sad. (laughs) So now, um, I mean, you can still, people do still take um route 66 like all the way from la to chicago um and i would like to do it one day i think it's like one of those things that it's kind of on my bucket list just because all the little towns in between are so like weird and spooky and just like (laughs) old abandoned like tourist traps um there are Obviously, like Oro Grande, there are a few little patches where they're trying to, like, keep it alive with, like, cute little, like, old-timey-looking diners and restaurants and stuff. So there are cool stuff um, on the way, but I I, I do want to check out all the abandoned stuff. But I'm going to start off with the first 
um, haunted location. And this one's called the Spook Light in Ku. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. It's Q U A P A W. Kuapa, Kuapa, Oklahoma. Not sure. It's in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much, um, I got this, um, these little things from a car rental, uh, website (laughs) that was like, visit the haunted locations on Route 66. (laughs) So this is like kind of like goofy and funny, but it says, is it the ghosts of two Native American lovers hopelessly searching for one another? Is it atmospheric gazes that are being affected by electrical fields? Or could it just be car headlights from a nearby highway? Whatever it is, the spook light has been seen since the early 1900s and is still unexplained. Wait until after dark and park along Oklahoma East 50 Road. Sit in complete silence and maybe you'll get a glimpse of the mysterious orbs. So I guess it's just like these mysterious (laughs) lights that um, appear. Nice. In the same place all the time? Yeah. It's fairies. It's fairies. Oklahoma. Oklahoma fairies. <laughs> you solved it. Yeah. Um, so this place, which I thought was funny. Um, so the Chemo Theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I looked up pictures of this place and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's like a really old um, timey theater and it's like all like gold in on the front it's just like really pretty um they've done a really great job like restoring it and keeping it nice um because you can still go there today Uh, but it says according to the local legend the chemo theater is haunted by the ghost of bobby darnell a six-year-old boy killed in 1951 when a water heater in the theater's lobby exploded the tale i know that's not a good way to go boiled alive a six-year-old a water heater in the lobby yeah (laughs) yeah the tale (laughs) alleges that a theater performance of a christmas carol in 1974 was disrupted by a ghost who was supposedly angry at the staff who ordered to (laughs) remove Okay, wait, this is just funny. Who was supposedly (laughs) angry that the staff was ordered to remove donuts they had hung on backstage pipes to appease him. Oh, shit. What? So people were putting donuts on some pipe backstage for, like, the kid ghost that died here. Like, this is for you. And they were Uh ordered to stop doing that. And then (laughs) I guess he disrupted their 1974 version of a christmas carol wait what did he do throw a donut at scrooge's face i didn't say i couldn't find much about i couldn't find much about that but i just thought that that was funny (laughs) um and this next one is a place where i have been um baghdad california have you guys been to baghdad no Mm -hmm. it's by it's not too far from barstow um oh then we gotta go (laughs) yeah um and the reason why i put this on this list was because not just because um there like there isn't just like one thing really that's like happened there's no story like a boy that died or anything like that it's just like 
genuinely a really freaky place if you ever like go if you're on your way to like Vegas or something if you stop by because there's still like a cemetery and um like a little church that's just like completely abandoned um but this um thing off this car rental website thing (laughs) that I got this off of says um it's not just haunted buildings and events that can't be explained there's plenty of spooky ghost towns along Route 66, and one of the more eerie ones is in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Baghdad, California was once a thriving mining town, but it, but when it was bypassed by Interstate 40, travelers and residents disappeared forever. So it's not just one thing, it's just because it was just a whole town that's completely <clears throat> gone now, and there's, I think the cemetery was what is like really scary to me um is it like a big cemetery or one of those like little jinky no it's like ones? little like it looks like tombstone type of a cemetery yeah like tiny nice. scary stuff um okay when and then, i lived in new york uh-huh. there were like little cemeteries everywhere like just tiny baby cemeteries because people would have like their family cemeteries oh you know mm-hmm. and so like, you could just be driving down a road to the city, and there would be just, like, a little cemetery off the side of the road that looks all haunted and spooky. There's all alone or on people's properties? Um, I think, like, people's old properties. Mm. Like, it wasn't, like, public land, as far as I know. It was just, like, off hmm. the side of the road, like, behind a house or behind a group of houses. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I have one more. Um, This is kind of the longer one out of all of them. Um, And I love it because it's kind of like Old West type of story. Um, Right up your alley. Yes. So this is the Hotel Monte Vista in Flagstaff, Arizona, which I feel like this place pops up a lot when you look up like haunted hotels, haunted locations, stuff like that. This one, I feel like I've seen this one pop up a couple times. Um... So it says, located at 100 North Francisco Street, one block north of Route 66, lies a hotel where things go bump in the night. Actually, that bump is usually a knock at the door by a phantom bellboy. Or it could be the tapping toes of a dancing couple who are known to boogie down in the middle of the night. (laughs) And let us not forget about the apparition of a bank robber and and the rocking chair that moves by itself. The creepy meter is through the roof on this one. Um, so I did find, so I was looking up stuff about this hotel and I found, cause you could still stay there. Like it's still open. And uh-huh. I found um, a trip advisor rating <laughs> on the hotel that this person okay. put. And I thought oh, it was really no. funny. The title is, it really is haunted. <laughs> Um, and this person said, stayed here in mid-August 2011. What an experience. Stayed in the Gary Cooper room. Picture two Uh middle-aged best gal pals and one 10-year-old boy fighting over who does get to be in the middle of one huge bed. We elected to take the scaredy cat path and not take advantage of the sleeper sofa because they were so scared (laughs) they all slept in the same bed instead of one person sleeping on the sofa. Yeah. Events included hearing footsteps coming through 
uh, sorry, um, events included hearing footsteps coming toward us in the hallway and no one was there. My bag got mysteriously zipped back up after I had unzipped it and I saw orbs of light hover th- uh, and then zoom out of the windows at about 3.30 in the morning. Nope. And yeah, super scary. I think what's super really scary is the bagging, the bag getting un- unzipped after you've just zipped it is pretty scary. Um, but I was looking around um, for just like about this hotel and I came across this website, Legends of America, which is kind of funny. Um, and they talk about, um, note the... Uh, the um orbs going out the window in uh-huh. this um like article thing on legendsofamerica.com it says um in uh in room number 305 a ghost of a female apparition is often reported as sitting in the rocking chair further if she's cleaning staff moves the chair the next day it will always repeat n- near and next to the window um so it's like just like about the window wait i saw something about someone getting thrown out a window where was that shit (laughs) defenstrated um i don't know but back in the day it was like an old west type of a place um where people would stay there was like i guess um uh like a few bank robbers stopped there while they were trying to like lay low and one of them had gotten shot when they were robbing the bank but he thought that he was fine enough to go get drinks at a hotel I guess and he ended up dying Uh in the hotel (laughs) oh Um, shit yeah so there's been like a few deaths there lots of famous people have been there so if I ever do go um on route 66 i want to maybe stay there um but it's not abandoned so it wasn't featured on that show that i watched but i just thought it was cool (laughs) that there's like a phantom bellboy and a bunch of people say all this stuff about it and on this legends of america website there's this picture i took a picture of it so i can show you guys later but um there's this picture and it just says cowboy ghost and it's like a figure (laughs) of a cowboy but like it's obviously just like a photo of a cowboy that they like <laughs> really put the exposure like all the way up on mm-hmm. and it's just labeled cowboy ghost that's still pretty scary i'm scared I was, like, I was like that's me i'm picturing that bank robber like taking a drink of a margarita and then the margarita like squirting out his bullet hole. <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly and then he what dies happened. but yep. um yeah that's cool that's pretty much all i got Kept, kept it uh kept it try to keep it lighthearted. yeah for nice the hard times um this person whoever runs this legends of america.com um has <laughs> these videos on here that are just like f- old photos of people with their names and just like super intense heavy metal music behind them i don't know why but you guys should check it out because it's funny. Kyle and I were laughing pretty hard. We were like, what is this for? I do not know, but it's really funny. Amazing. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got. That's a cool haunted hotel. It's like the Overlook. There's like a bunch of different kinds of ghosts Yeah, inside. there is. Yeah. So. Or like 13 ghosts. 
Just a shit ton of different ghosts. They don't even know each other. Just ghosting. Haunting. (laughs) Doing ghost shit. Yep. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Doing ghost shit. What else are they going to do? Yeah, what else am I going to do? All right. Who's next? Who's up? I don't mind if I go next or last, so it's up to you, Kelly. How about you go now? Okay. <laughs> so I need to write mine still. Okay. <laughs> so my story was inspired by, um, I think it was last week on Van Gogh's birthday, somebody stole one of his paintings from a museum. Oh, yeah. I saw that. So I... Um, went down like a rabbit hole of art heists. <laughs> and so um, I chose one that, that I really liked. So this is the National Museum of Sweden art heist. Ooh. And I I don't know if I want to go into like the history of the museum. I'll just, I'll just do some like gist. some main points. Yeah. So it was... Opened in the 1860s after one of their, like, monarchs had been assassinated. And I guess he was this really prominent art collector. And he had bought a lot of these art pieces with, like, state money or, like, uh, yeah, basically state money. Yeah. (laughs) So um, he or they decided to, like, put all of these works into a museum and, like, open it to the public so that everybody could enjoy it. And it included, like a lot of the artwork from all of like the royal palaces as well and so now it has a lot of really like famous paintings and it's like the biggest art institution in sweden um so it's got like uh van gogh paintings degas renoir like big art names yeah people that i know yeah i don't know anything (laughs) about art so um In 1999, a couple days before Christmas, um, the museum is about to close. It's like literally five minutes till the museum is going to close. And three men come in, like masked men, with guns, and they order everybody like to the ground. And so one of the gunmen stays on like the main floor in the lobby. And the other two like run up to like the Dutch and the French collections and steal one Rembrandt painting and two Renoir paintings. And they, uh, the, the museum is basically like a waterfront museum. Like right outside is like the East river in Stockholm. Mm. And so, um, they steal these paintings and they get away on this like little red motorboat that's been wait, like parked waiting for them, um, outside of like in the East River, right outside the entrance. And so by the time that the museum employees were uh, able to call for help, they were gone, but not before they detonated two car bombs near the museum for like a distraction um, so they could get away. And then as the police and medical personnel were arriving, um, the the museum sits like at the end of a road. So there's basically like one way in and one way out. And whoever... The robbers were had set up like spikes on the road so that like the the cops couldn't get through and nobody oh, could smart. like come out so like it was really like well like planned out 
They thought about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, like, were in and out super fast, so, like, they obviously knew which ones they were going for. And they were all, like, relatively small paintings, so they were able to just, like, pick them up and carry them out. Mm-hmm. So, um, at the end of everything, they were, the, the cops were able to get in, and they determined that the um, thieves had basically gotten away with around $36 million worth of art. And... Um, at at this time in Sweden, like Sweden's known as one of the safest countries, basically. So they were all like, "What the fuck?" Like the the guards in the museum didn't even have guns. Like that's how safe it was, and they didn't have any like um, security cameras or anything for like the safety and like privacy of their visitors. Like they're super into right. like. Um. So they didn't have any footage. Um. They basically had no leads at this point, um, but they, the cops were able, like, later on to find the, the boat abandoned, like, down the river, mm-hmm. and, but it was kind of, like, dead at that point because they couldn't figure out, like, why they would want to steal these paintings because, like, if they were going to, like, sell them on the black market, they're, like, way too prominent, like, of art pieces. Like, they would never get away with it and like now that the black market or now that they stole these like super priceless paintings um the like black market was super being like watched at that point Mm -hmm. and so they were like why the fuck would they do this um then they were able to trace the um the boat to like a rental company Hmm. and the boat had been rented out to two people and that led them to um, what was his name? Alexander Petrov, who was a 42-year-old Russian guy, and a 31-year-old uh, Stefan Nordstrom. And they, after they arrested them as suspects, they kind of like were able to trace everybody else. And there was like 10 people involved altogether. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> the, the museum ended up getting a ransom note like a couple days after the the theft happened mm-hmm. and um then they arrested the guys and then they arrested two lawyers who were charged with um actually sending the the letters uh, or the the ransom letter mm-hmm. and then what else happened i'm sorry i'm just doing this for like from memory i'm trying not to read it because i i listen yeah. to our old <laughs> podcasts and when i read them i sound really fake <laughs> i don't like it so i'm trying a new thing thank you for being patient um so basically all of these people that were connected to the to the the theft were arrested and um what was so interesting that i thought about this heist in particular is that usually um, in art heist like this, the art is never recovered, but they were actually mm-hmm. able to find all three of the paintings like over the next like six months after they they arrested the guys. Oh, wow. One of them was um, found like complete in a completely unrelated drug bust. It was like in a bag. Um, <laughs> oh, <no>. Yeah, <laughs> during a drug bust, and then another one was found. Um, in a hotel in Copenhagen, I believe. Just like um, hanging? It, was, it wasn't It was hanging, it was in a room. Someone was like trying to buy it. 
but oh. they were able to like interfere with it somehow. Oh, okay. And they got it back that way. And then the last painting was found. The last painting that I'm telling you about now, it was actually found first, but the police have not like said how they found it. Like they won't release any details about how they recovered it, but they were mm. able to recover it. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much it. Those guys wow. were like pretty much sentenced to, I think only like six years each, like the masterminds of stealing it were and then they were also sentenced to or ordered to um repay the museum 30 million dollars or something like that oh so because at the time they were sentenced two of the paintings were still missing and so like the total value of those two missing paintings Uh, was like around thirty thousand dollars is that still standing i don't know 30 million i would think so but because it was like ordered before they were found but i'm not sure if they but, pay that off they get to keep the paintings right <laughs> yeah they're basically just purchasing the paintings at that point yeah that makes sense to me i don't know yeah but that's it i'm like super obsessed that's with art heists right now because i think it's so fascinating how people go through the trouble to like plan these like elaborate like robberies yeah, and yeah especially because art. they're always they're so like they're so like important that like who would steal that because it's not like you can just hang it in your house and like right i don't know it's just very strange to me i can't wrap my head around it some people do there are people who have stolen art on their walls crazy billionaires i mean yeah i think if i had money like that i would probably hire somebody to go steal a painting (laughs) for me too but what um, painting would you steal Maybe a Monet. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. But yeah. So that's my story. That was cool. I love a good art heist. Me too. Because it is. It's like organized crime can be a little boring to me, but Mm -hmm. there's something weird about art heists. Yeah, there is. There's like a little bit of intrigue. Like someone cares that much about a painting that they need to own it. It's weird. I also think it's so weird that they're worth millions of dollars like how do you even come up with that figure yeah that's also something that i don't get either i mean all money is sort of arbitrary but Mm -hmm. like those huge figures for like one-of-a-kind items it's weird yeah yeah all right that was cool thanks yeah i feel like we've never really told a story like that before it was cool (laughs) makes me want to watch the oceans movies it did remind me of the Oceans movies a little bit, too. <laughs> I've never seen those, but I, I know that they're heist movies. They're fun. They're fun. Yeah? That, so only... that's, like a, that's like a genre of movie that I would normally not like, because mm-hmm. I don't care about the genre, that that type of movie, but mm-hmm. if, you, if you're going to watch that genre, those movies are really fun. Yeah, I'm down for some fun these days. I yeah. don't know about you guys. You should watch them. They're very entertaining. I, the first yeah. one that I ever watched was the the newest one mm. with um, Sandra Bullock and Anne Hathaway. And then that one that I thought movie. was really cool. So I went back and watched the ones with like the boys in it. And I thought those ones were less fun, but they're still pretty good. How many are there? Um, eight. I don't know. Ten, no, there's 11, <laughs> 12. I don't know. 
I don't know. There's not 12, though. There's a few. You're talking about Ocean's 12. Yeah. I'm yeah. counting the ones that I <laughs> yeah. know that there are. 12, 13, 80, 4,000. <laughs> Three. Maybe four. They put one out every day. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready for my story? Yes. All right. Picture this. It's bright. It's sunny outside. Three small streams rush down from atop Mount Bartle Frere, meander through untouched rainforest wilderness, and meet each folding over a collection of large boulders. The streams wrap around each other as they converge, splash their crystal waters against the smooth, sculptural rock formations within it, and flow steadily together, now as one larger creek. The lush green surroundings are cut with hiking trails, leading down to the inviting waters, long known to locals and travelers alike as a must-see location in the area, one of the most beautiful places in all of Australia. I'm relaxed. <laughs> I know, damn. <laughs> Am I the like listening to the Calm app right now? Oh yeah? Okay, that's my whole story. Yay! All right, the following quotation is from police diver Peter Tibbs. Oh no. Tibbs. I've been called on four times to try to find bodies down there, but one of the most interesting of the cases was a young fella called Patrick McGann. We thought we knew he was down there, but we couldn't get to the body because the water was so cold, so deep, and it flows so fast. And so eight or ten times we went down there. We eventually cut the logs out of the place underwater, and on the last day, after we'd almost given up, we cut the last log that was in the chute, and the body floated free. And that was five weeks and five days from the time he'd gone missing, so it wasn't a pretty sight. But it was a great relief to get the body out to satisfy the family. Hmm. Patrick McGann was 24 years old in 1979, the year he was sucked down into the creek chute of the Devil's Pool, the nickname of the popular swimming spot at Babinda in far north Queensland. Now 41 years later, the Devil's Pool is marked by a plaque. It reads, he came for a visit and stayed forever. Also surrounding the area are signs warning adventurers. The creek has claimed many lives. Wet rocks are extremely slippery. Beware of rapidly rising water levels. Do not swim in Main Creek downstream of this point. The Devil's Pool has famous parts to it. What locals call the washing machine is the aforementioned area where the streams meet and rush over and through the Babinda boulders. The waters running together and folding and twisting over the rocks create a whirlpool that sucks people down into what locals call the chute, which is the nebulous underwater sections through the rocks, boulders, logs, and other submerged debris. It's what bodies get sucked inside of. It's where Patrick McGann's body was trapped for over five weeks. In the washing machine, the wild pattern of small waves crashing together creates bubbles and foam. Even the strongest swimmers can't swim through waters with no traction or buoyancy. So you just fall through the water and are sucked down into the raging stream, down into the chute, an area so deep that it's never been successfully sounded. Although many test their luck at swimming and diving in the devil's pool, those who make it out unharmed have something in common. They're all locals. Out of the over 20 lives the creek has claimed since 1950, every single one has been a tourist, and all but two have been men. 
The eerie pattern of the Devil's Pool choosing its victims actually matches up to the legend that surrounds it. Wow. According to the Aboriginal folklore, there was once a young, beautiful woman from the Yajindi tribe named Ulana. She was selected to marry a respected tribal elder named Warnaru. But soon after the wedding, she met a handsome young man from another tribe that happened to be traveling through. Ulana set forth into a torrid affair, running off away into the wilderness with her newfound lover. Unfortunately for her, Ulana's husband was a powerful man within her tribe, and he sent out search parties to hunt the pair down and put an end to their tryst. When they were finally surrounded and separated at the Babinda boulders, Ulana is then said to have thrown herself into the still waters there, causing them to rage and churn, transforming them into the dangerous waters they are today. According to the Aboriginal tales, she has never really left and still prowls these waters, looking to lure young, traveling men to a watery grave. Whoa. First-hand accounts of these deaths often describe them as strange and unusual. For instance, Patrick McGann, the young man who died there in 1979, wasn't even swimming. He was climbing boulders when he went to take a small leap over a gap and slipped into the water. He was gone within a blink of an eye, no visible attempt to struggle to the top or swim. He was sucked down so deep into the chute that divers couldn't find him for over five weeks. Another death involved a young couple standing on the trail, uh, taking in the view, when the creek suddenly surged up and flooded the trail they were standing on, sweeping them down into the devil's pool. The woman was found alive, but the man was never seen again. Even the strongest of swimmers are vulnerable to the devil's pool. In 2010, Tasmanian naval seaman James Bennett had been out for a day exploring the area with some friends. The group jumped over a safety railing to sit in a natural tub of churning water known locally as the washing machine. According to one of James's friends, he had been swimming in a calm area nearby when he was suddenly and violently yanked backwards, as if by an invisible hand. James then reached up to grab a branch, which snapped, and his head was violently jerked under the water. James struggled there, suspended helplessly in calm water for no apparent reason with only the tips of his fingers protruding from the surface as his body struggled underneath. He would remain suspended there like this, while his friends tried to reach out to him and offer their extended legs, arms, and before his fingertips were gone, he was nowhere to be seen. It would be three days until the body of James Bennett would be found floating about in a calmer section of the stream. People have said they've felt hands tugging at their feet in the devil's pool. And the disembodied voice of a woman calling out to her lover is widely heard and reported. Creepier still is people reporting to have seen faces under the water. A <gasps> ghostly woman's eyes staring back at them. Ew. Mm-mm. Another story goes that after the tragic drowning of one of the devil's pool's victims, the young man's father came to see the place. A tour guide led him there, whereupon the father took out a camera and began to take photographs of the area, including some of the water. The next day, he went to the next town over to get the film developed, and in one of his photos, clear as day, was his son's face staring back at him from under the calm waters of the devil's pool, complete with a cigarette hanging out from between his lips. Ugh. What? Is that photo somewhere? 
No, not that I could find. Damn. But if you look up photos of this place, it is absolutely gorgeous. But most of the time, it's still as a swimming pool. Crazy. That's insane. People people drown there. People nearly drown there all the time. And I was actually searching for, like, haunted places. And I think this came up because someone died there this week. (gasps) What? It was an 18-year-old woman. Let me find it. Her name is Madison Tam. She was swimming between the boulders, got sucked underneath, and was her body was found yesterday. Wow. There's, there's something with those boulders. Something's going on with those boulders. They're really beautiful. They're like, um, the water has been running through them for so long that they almost look like sculptures. They have like holes through them. And What's the place called again? The Devil's Pool in Queensland. Australia would just be, like, having some fucked up shit over there. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely haunted. I'm looking at some images. It is Me too. (laughs) It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's just, there's something crazy about swimming in still waters and then just falling. Falling through the water. Because it's, like, it loses its buoyancy as, like, the waves crash together underneath you. And what a horrible way to go. Drowning. It's so oh, pretty. Yeah. Wow, it is gorgeous. I would love to go there someday. I wouldn't swim in it, though. Yeah. I don't know if people are quarantined in Australia. I think they are, at least in the city. Like everyone is. So she was probably not supposed to be there at all. Oof, Oof. Yeah. That sucks. Maybe there wasn't anyone there to, like, dive in after her since everyone's in their homes. Did she go missing, like, this week? I think it was um, the 8th that she went missing. And her friends, she was there with friends. And her friends just said that she was swimming around the boulders and then gone. Whoa. No struggle, no... No yelling, just down into the chute. Wow. Crazy. But then her body was found. Mm-hmm. Her body was found uh, yesterday, so two, two days so later. So it, like, spits you back up. Well, I think they sent divers down there. And oh. even the divers have trouble treading those waters because um, it's the, the water there is so oxygenated. What's going on in there? It's just like um, a perfect storm of... Things converging all at the wrong spot. Wait, what does the oxygenated water? What make? What's the difference? Uh, if water has a lot of oxygen in it, you can't. You're not gonna float in it. You're gonna fall through it. Oh, mm. okay. Because it's lighter than you are. Damn, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I had like a bunch of ideas for this episode and then that popped up and i was like i want to do a spooky drowning place yeah that's that's a really interesting interesting one i like that oh and i should probably say i got most of my info from the brisbane times i got some of it from daily mail but it was just like not not crazy like alien stories or anything Mm -hmm. and um 
what else there was actually i was looking at a at a website for travelers like a like not a car rental thing but like a like a travel agency i i deleted it but it was like an old website that was like a travel agency these travel companies are getting real brave they are yeah come here and die i guess yeah well, it's fun to yeah. <laughs> go to spooky places sometimes. Yeah, I would be down. Maybe not for the Devil's Pool, but mm-hmm. like a haunted place. Yeah, people are like actively dying. I want to go to that gold theater that you were talking about. Yeah, I really I really do want to do Route 66 one day. And because I, I want to hang out like in Arizona and um, New Mexico, go on like a little road trip. Okay, but we have a new rule. What? Every time we go somewhere haunted, we gotta hang up a donut. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> in case. Yes. <laughs> you gotta take a donut and just leave it there for or, the little boy ghost that got boiled alive. Or uh, maybe six donuts. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say six donuts for Lindsay and one for the ghost boy. Yes. <laughs> Always. I'm not gonna talk about that. I'm not gonna <laughs> go further into Don't, that story. It's private. It's private. You don't need to tell anyone. Fair enough. Is there anything else? I don't think so. Yeah. No. All right. Thanks for listening. Yeah, that was fun. This, this has been the Brave Girls Club podcast program. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I forget how to do our outro. You got to yeah. plug your stuff. Oh, yeah. We are Brave Girls Pod on Twitter. We are Brave Girls Podcast on instagram if you have any campfire tales those are stories of your own spooky experiences if you want to send in anything like that we are brave girls podcast at gmail.com we're also on facebook we have a patreon right now we're putting out an episode like every three months so don't feel bad if you don't want to give to the patreon (laughs) but it is there if you wanted to help out um Um, before we go real quick uh um just because you said campfire tales I do have one. Um, mm-hmm. Should I wait? Or should I tell it now? I mean, we might record soon. I, I got I, nothing going on. I would not be opposed to you telling it now because we've been gone so long. As yeah, a if you want to get it out. Um, because it is a personal experience. Mm-hmm. And I think I texted you guys about it when it happened. I think you did. It happened a couple months back. And there was another person there with me. Okay, let me just tell the story. I'm just going to tell the story. Yeah, I'm not. It's not ringing any bells for me. Okay, I think I texted you guys. Something just happened, but I'm going to wait for the podcast to say anything (laughs) about it. I remember that. Okay. Okay. And then I just remembered when you said campfire tales because I was going to wait for a campfire tale. But I'll just do it now. Okay, so um, the story of the haunted studio continues. Oh, shit. I know I've talked about the studio that I work at um, being haunted. Um, A recap of that, I guess. Um, There is lots of really old objects in the studio that I work for um the owner is like really big on collecting antiques so like our desk is 
like from the early 1900s and we have like mirrors and all of our decor is like super fucking old like really really old um and um i told this part a while back but um a long time ago when we first got like our cameras installed i would like see some weird spooky like lights in the middle of the night I would get notifications on my phone that there was movement happening in the middle of the night and then um there's this old chalkboard that we have um that we've written our class times on it and then on the back side I found this old drawing of like a little girl and it's like scribbly and spooky and it won't come off and I think I showed you guys that and it's like really funny and it has Mm -hmm. like a big chin um yeah it's freaky looking (laughs) it's really scary yeah so um, this happened a couple months ago. I was in the studio. It was just me and my coworker, Audrey. Um, shout out to Audrey. If she could <laughs> tell the story, she would. We were both very scared. Um, so, um, we have this thing ca- in the studio called the wedging table, what we call a wedging table. Um, and that's where we prepare all of our clay. Um, so like there's bags of clay on the table, there's a scale on the table, and that's pretty much where we like prepare all of the clay for classes and stuff. And I was working on a piece over on a big table, like our big middle table, and Audrey was over at the wedging table preparing clay. And we have a really big scale um, on the wedging table that's on one side of the table and Audrey was on the exact opposite side of the table and it's a pretty good sized table like you can't just reach over and touch the scale if you're on the opposite mm-hmm. side and um, all of a sudden the scale just had clay on it that had been sitting there like all day probably just started shaking like moving the scale what? started going up and what? down like what? right before our eyes and I thought we were having an earthquake so I looked up because we have we've had earthquakes before when I've been in the studio so I know what it looks like when we're having an earthquake in the studio and I so the first thing I did was look up because we have these big hanging lights and I remember when we did have an earthquake in the studio the first thing I did was I looked up and I could see the light swinging but so when I saw the scale going up and down I looked up to see if the lights were moving and the lights weren't moving. It was just the scale. It, it, it was like someone smacked it and it was going like, like up and down, up and down f- fast. And uh-huh. then, and then it stopped. And then I was joking because you know, all of the spooky stuff that had happened before I was joking with Audrey. Cause I, I'd never told her the stories of like the, excuse me, I just burped. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I was telling her the stories about like the the security cameras and like the chalkboard and blah, blah, blah. And Audrey's kind of like a really funny character. She's like tough girl. She is like, I don't believe in no fucking ghosts and blah, blah, blah. But she was like also <laughs> semi joking. And um, she walked over by me at the big table and we look over and there was a bag of clay and I like the hairs on my on my arms stand up when I tell this story because it was so scary. Um, there was a there was a bag of clay sitting on the wedging table right next to that scale that was moving up and down. And right when Audrey said, like, I don't believe in no ghosts or whatever, the twist tie on the bag of clay came apart and the whole bag of clay slowly opened like someone was right before our eyes. 
you got a phantom potter. And we were screaming at the top of our lungs. We were crying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because Audrey was like, I'm sorry, I said it. I'm so sorry, I said it. We respect you. We respect you. <laughs> and oh, it my was, God. Yes. Jesus. It was really terrifying. And I've been waiting to tell you guys that story for so long. Um, and it was funny because another coworker that we had was on break and not in the studio at the time. And when she came back, we were all like freaked out. She was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, the, the, the bag of clay started opening by itself. And everyone's like, what? You're crazy. And we're like, oh, the clay, the scales started going. So yeah, it was pretty scary. Um, I don't know what it was, but it, the bag of clay moved in a way where it wasn't just like the clay settling it moved like someone opened the bag of clay like it's so hard to explain it's like i was watching it it was like i was watching an invisible person open take a twist tie off the the had like a twist tie like you know what a twist tie is like you get it at the grocery store yeah floor. yeah it had one of those twisted onto the clay bag and i watched no one there no one no one around it i watched it untie and open fully Do, does the That's studio have security cameras yes do you think it would have caught on the security camera i i don't know i would have to go back and look we have like a weird system where it only records like you know how security cameras don't record like everything Mm -hmm. like it only records like certain things but i can go back and look but i can also have audrey on she will vouch for me (laughs) i believe you i believe you she saw it too we both sounded absolutely crazy to everybody and we kept telling people and people were just like laughing at us and we were like no dude <laughs> so um yeah wow i don't know what opened the clay but i do know what it wants what clay a donut oh a donut <laughs> um <laughs> there was sorry there was one last thing so we were telling our other coworker what had happened and she told us that she had a weird experience too um where she you know, every night when we close the studio, we turn the music off, turn the lights off, like you do when you close a store. And she mm-hmm. opened the next morning and she came in and the music was blaring and <gasps> two different songs were playing at the same time. Ew. Whoa. Yeah. And she said it like took her a minute to turn it off. Like it wouldn't turn off. She said it was like blaring. She said she could hear it in the parking lot when she was walking up like is that from our studio what's going on and she opened oh, the door geez. and no- nothing was there there was just two songs playing on our ipad that's hooked up to our speakers that was blaring throughout the entire studio two songs at the same time do you know what songs they were it was a shania twain song oh, and terrifying a led zeppelin song <laughs> that sounds that's awful together yeah. <laughs> dang ghost is mean that's fucked up so just let it make a bowl jeez like hey i'm down i'm down for a ghost potter i'm down to be friends with a ghost potter you should leave a little like hunk of clay on the wheel before you leave and (laughs) see what happens here oh what if i came back the next morning and something was like made with it i would freak the fuck out 
That would be oh, terrifying. But what if it was like really good though? Like, Ugh. what if and it was like the perfect Swayze. bowl? What if it is Patrick Swayze? No, but um, <laughs> no. He loves that's so awful. Lynch and I Twain played at the same time at maximum volume. But um, that was his favorite song. Since the quarantine. I manage the studio, so I have to go in. I Well, I used to have to go in to just do, like, um, obviously, we weren't open, but I was just going in to, like, do kiln work and glaze pots and whatever, this and that. And it was so scary being there. Being in there alone. Alone. Oh. With, and the empty mall. With a completely empty mall. Like, no lights. Or, I'm so used to all the people outside and the music outside. And there was, like, nothing. The mall took out, like, all of the chairs and stuff outside, too. So nobody could, like, hang out outside. And so there was just, like, absolutely nothing. And it was so fucking scary. It was terrifying. That's a pretty scary story. Yeah. Yeah. It was so scary. I, I low-key hope more things happen. But I don't know. We'll see. This might be just a continuing saga. Who knows? I'd love for more stories. Yes, hopefully. And I'm not even a person that, like, necessarily believes in anything is the weird <laughs> thing. But Especially science and modern medicine. Yeah, especially that. Lindsay's a Let me tell you, pandemic truther. Do not get any vaccines. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm the opposite of that person. <laughs> get them all. Um, get them all. But, um... It, it's the whole the even even the the scale shaking I was like maybe she stomped on the floor really hard and that's what like triggered it or something but seeing mm-hmm. that fucking bag of clay untie itself and open it kind of changed me a little bit you're a believer I think it cha- I think it changed me a little bit and, but I've always like loved ghost stories even if like I've thought I believed in them or not like I've always like loved hearing them and talking about them and my mom is like a really big believer in ghosts and she would tell me that she's seen things and stuff and I'd always be like okay okay whatever and (laughs) and then I saw that bag of clay open and I'd never be the same wow and I know how people feel now when they're trying to tell another person and that person is just like, what the fuck? Like, that's how Audrey and I felt when we were trying to tell people what happened. Everyone was just kind of like, uh, okay, like it opened a, bla- a bag of clay, whatever. And we're just like, but you don't get it. Like we watched an invisible person open a bag of clay right before our eyes. And it lasted a long time. It wasn't something that just like happened really fast. It ha- was like it happened for a long time we were screaming our heads off for like a good full 30 seconds that reminds me hmm. shouts out to anyone who's quarantined in a haunted house right now Ooh, yes Fuck. that would be fucked up that would be fucked up send us your stories yeah send us your stories <laughs> yeah send us your brave girls podcast at if we gmail. get the stories we'll do it sooner than three yeah. months yeah. we won't wait three months we'll do it sooner yeah. um for sure but since we already plugged our stuff i would like to plug my instagram if that's okay mm-hmm. yeah go ahead um i 
currently don't really have a job right now, as many of us don't, unfortunately. Um, so I have started uh, making earrings on my Instagram. It's at Ceramic Saguaro. That's where I put all of my ceramic work on there. So if you um, are trying to look cute at home, uh, I've been making custom earrings. I'll do pretty much whatever shape, whatever color, um, but I also make like my own designs and stuff on there too. So if you want to check it out, um, it's at Ceramic Saguaro. All of them are pretty cheap, under 20 bucks. And that's all I got to say about that. They're beautiful. Thank they you. really check are. Check them out. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, they're real nice. Thanks. Nice work. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anything else? Uh, nope. Are we all plugged up? We're, um, <laughs> you, you guys want to plug anything? <laughs> Krista made a movie. Yeah, Krista oh, made a shit. movie. Oh, shit. I did make a movie. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead. I can, um, <laughs> I mean, it's just a short a short film that I helped produce. It's called Delivery. And I can post the link on Twitter or something so you guys can watch yeah. it. That'd be great. Yeah. I have nothing to plug. Loved the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, our acting, soundtrack. The acting was really good, too. Was made by the director and his dad. They both oh, cool. do music, so they, it was all, like, custom composed and everything. And our actors are all local. Cool. From around here, so pretty God, cool. God, I wish I could visit. I wish I could visit <laughs> so bad. Soon. Soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, that That's cheddar? Chester. He's crying. Oh. Yeah, Chester's done with this bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chester. He needs attention and he, he does. needs a snack. I'm All sorry. Right. And so do I. Same. Yeah, I feel All right. that. Alright. That's well, that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> the end. I've had a great time. And goodbye. Stay brave. Stay, stay brave. brave. And stay healthy. Yes. Bye. Try your best. Bye. Bye.